and welcome along to another episode of Anyway Back to the Wrestling. My name is Ryan Gallagher and his name is Ryan Wilson. How you doing, mate? I'm wonderful. We are recording this show on a Saturday, mate. That is bizarre. We're on form. We're on time for once. I know, for once. I mean, I suppose we kind of had to be on time considering we totally patched last week. I just hope nobody notices that. I know, but, but but we're back anyway. We're going down your one. Um, week seven now of lockdown, mate. How are you? How are you getting on? Oh, it feels like week twenty-seven. Honestly, um, ah, it's getting rough now. It's getting rough. It's I think so it's been trapped to a wane as well, and she's oh oh. Here's a thing also. So we thought right, we're in this lockdown. We're locked in this way, and what we're going to do? We are doing entertaining on stuff. So I've been doing the usual stuff, playing with Lego, playing with fucking, you know, arts and crafts and trying to keep it entertained, and that's fine. But this weekend we've decided, right, we're going to potty train her. And after these nappies and all that stuff, we're going to buy her a potty. And she's going to piss and shit like a real person. Right. So I have been pissed on about 17 times in the last two days. Somewhere I'm just sitting here stinking at piss. Just pure cover and piss all the don't time. Care. And do you know what? Don't care. Don't need a shower because I'm not good at it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would hope you would have a shower after getting pissed on, mate. No, I've been, but I've been for that many showers and now I just I don't care anymore. Your skin's like fucking leather now. Aye, aye. I've got to get jaundice. I'm just yellow. <laughs> Fucking Ryan Simpson there. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, just to let you know, um, I can't hear myself at all because I've got noise cancelling headphones in, um, so I don't know how I sound. So just tell me if I'm being too quiet or too loud or if I'm talking too fast or too slow because I have no idea what I sound like right now. I said to you last week and I'll tell you again, you still sound like a dick. Aye, that's fine, as long as the audio quality of my dickness. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it, having noise cancelling headphones? Why do you not get the sound of your own voice back into your headphones? Like, why is it's, that not a thing? For years, I've always not wanted to get noise cancelling headphones because um, I heard this horror story. Actually, I read it online. I read it on Reddit website. This guy was like a gamer, like a PC gamer. Well, he fucking sits with his big, massive headphones on, plays World of Warcraft or whatever it is all day, right? Right. That's one. That's one day he's he's up in his room. He's playing his computer or whatever. He's playing his game. He's killing all these fucking goblins or whatever as you did in that game. And he says, "I need a drink. I'm needing a glass of juice." So he takes his headphones off and goes downstairs. Why doesn't he realise it's because his headphones are that noise cancelling? He misses two guys coming into his house with guns and murder his wife and kid, and rob his entire house downstairs. So he walks downstairs. His wife and Wayne are just lying there, did gunshot wounds all over the place, and he he didn't hear a fucking thing. What? Nope, didn't hear a thing. I'm in America. It was fucking mental, isn't it? So for years, I was just like, I am never getting noise cancelled headphones. That's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. Mate, I'm I'm not going to lie. Right, this is not <laughs> how I expected this podcast to start. <laughs> actually, if you're listening to this, you're like, what is, is this a wrestling podcast? But Aye, I'm sorry. Th- th- this is actually a wrestling podcast, and funnily enough, the name is Anyway Back to the Wrestling, which is what we're going to do and move <laughs> swiftly on <laughs> from that fucking introduction story for you there. Thanks for that, mate. That's me going to be fucking terrified to leave this room now. Exactly, exactly. Sure. I'm in, uh, see, when you're in lockdown, though, you go to dark places. At least I do. Aye. 
you do. Uh, do I, you know, I don't quite go that. What's the creepiest thing you've ever done? <laughs> what's the creepiest thing you've ever done in your life? So Friday the 8th of May, Smackdown. We're not even going to broach on that, mate. Can I tell you? I can tell you're desperate to tell me, which 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 worries me. Which absolutely worries me. What's going to be to come out of your mouth? I went to this guy who spit a gun and shot his wife. <laughs> we never heard that. Put a bastard head net. Oh, he's cancelling headphones Aye. on, man. I left him a present downstairs. Aye, we actually went to kill him, but thought it'd be funnier just to leave him. Aye. He's enjoying his game, didn't want to interrupt him. Aye, he had a good kill streak, man. Funnily <laughs> enough, so did that. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't make jokes about that. That's terrible. Anyway, back to the wrestling. Friday night SmackDown, 8th of May. Um, it kicked off with two backstage segments. First off, it was Mandy Rose and Otis. Um, Otis asking if she needed any help and she refused. Um, then it cut to Sonia and Dolph Ziggler having the same uh, the same kind of pep talk beforehand. And Dolph asked her not... I, I don't get what's happening. Dolph said to her to go easy on the face. So go easy in Mandy Rose's face. Does he still think that he's going to get her? Like, is that still a thing? I don't think he thinks he's going to get her, but I think he's just been a creep. He's just sort of been like going in the face because I still want to look at her. We I don't think it's a realistic chance. Uh, he's just been like a creepy, slimy heel, I think. So uh, that was uh, the first match was um, Mandy against Sonya. A bit strange why we had this match on SmackDown. I absolutely. This, to me, was should have been a pay-per-view match. It should have been saved for money in the bank proper. Aye. Um, or even maybe kept it and try and keep it towards maybe SummerSlam or something. Although I know that's quite far away. It's going to be hard to keep it till then. But I feel like it's a bit wasted on SmackDown because it was a really good match. I will get to it in a second. But um, so Neither of them are in the Money in the Bank matches, are they? Uh, no, because Mandy, no. Mandy lost to Carmella and Sonya never had Aye. the match. That's right. So it, that makes it even more strange that they wouldn't then have the money. It would make sense if they were going to have a match just now and say Mandy was in it and then Sonya was going to come out and fuck her, like the money in the bank for her. Fine, that would make sense. But because yeah. they've now not got anything, um, which is now Saturday, so tomorrow, tomorrow night, are they just going to have like a rematch again tomorrow? Like, does that totally defeat the purpose then of having it on Friday? Aye. Aye, it looks like that's going to happen. Like they'll just throw it in there as a rematch. I know that I believe that Money in the Bank is pre-recorded, am I right? Or is it just just the ladder match is pre-recorded? I know for a, I know the ladder match has been pre-recorded, but I don't know about the rest of it. Because it's not like they're going to have the full pay-per-view at the at the headquarters. So I'm assuming that it's going to be basically in the performance centre, but then they'll cut to a video package, similar to what done at WrestleMania. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Just uh, I thought maybe they've already recorded Money in the Bank, mm. so so in that case, maybe they just forgot to have that match on the show. But if it's going to be live, then I don't see any reason why they couldn't have saved Mandy and Sonya, unless they just didn't have enough time for SmackDown. And they needed they needed to put something in it. Yeah, it's just or, or the ratings have been really really bad for SmackDown recently. So I don't know if it's just a matter of to save the ratings. Just putting a big match there. Would you would know. you waste would you waste a big match though for ratings for one one weekly show? I mean, probably. Non- I will. I they would die because it's getting desperate now. Aye, but uh, normally you would think no. 
to that question. But, um, but anyway, I, so the, the match, so Mandy Rose came out, she came out all swinging at the start and then caught Sonia off guard. Um, she was kind of trying to escape a wee bit to get away from her. Um, quite a strange way to end it. If you chuck, I feel like if you're chucking this match on to to SmackDown, I feel it's a really strange way to have like a. I'm going to say clean finish. I know it was like a a, a roll up and she had the tights and stuff like that, which is classes a, a kind of dirty pin. It was still a clean victory. In that in that Aye. sense, it wasn't any scandal. I don't like that, so it just doesn't make sense why, like that should be the end of the feud now, realistically. Aye, um, it, you're right because it was starting to get good. I mean, it started off quite fast paced, and mm. we're sort of both talking trash to each other and stuff. And I thought that's actually pretty good. Um, and then it kind of finished. I I thought maybe it was about to go for a break, but um, Mandy goes for the V trigger. I don't know what she calls it. What's our finisher called? That sort of oh. knee that she has. Um, no idea. And then Sonia catches it, reverses it, rolls it up, gets the tights and just gets a pin. Obviously you can say, okay, Sonia grabbed the tights, so Mandy's got an excuse to get a rematch. So even if they do have one more match, it's still, that'll be it, really. It's, uh, it's, sort of, it's losing heat, as they say. Um, so I don't know where they're going to go for there. Just said that. They just have one more match at Money in the Bank, a rematch. Um, because Sonia got the tights, so that gives Mandy an excuse to say, I want a rematch. Mm-hmm. They have one more match at Money in the Bank, that's the end of it, and then they go their separate ways. So maybe Sonia goes on to get a, a women's title shot, um, or maybe Mandy does. Whoever wins at Money in the Bank maybe becomes a number one contender, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but um, I don't see it lasting much longer. I seen um I, I seen a few comments online on Twitter and stuff. Um, people are kind of pushing for Sonia to to move on. So, someday I've took a wee kind of screenshot of a comment. Somebody said that Sonia should easily win this feud and then move on to bigger things. She's worthy of a main event run. And this, I would agree. Women's I, I would say so. She seems like a proper. I mean, let's be fair. She's a proper fighter, isn't she? Like she she, she could knock somebody out and neighbor her at all. If they book her right, and I always thought this about her, like you feel like a couple of years ago, they could make her like a an opponent very similar to the Sheena is or Ronda Rousey is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ronda was in UFC, so she's a bit more legitimate, but she has an MMA background, so she should use it to become more of a badass. Um, and this is a special like opportunity. When she used to come out in NXT and stuff like that, she. Aye, she's the box. She had that persona and stuff, and she was a total scrapper as well. So, aye, I mean, she was on. Was it tough enough? She was on. Yes, the both. Aye, so that was that was her background was tough enough. So, I mean, it's not that she's actually got a. Um, what do you call it? I'm just I'm I'm looking up just now to find what her MMA background was. It was it was all university stuff. So she had <laughs> she had two wins and one. One loss. <laughs> I just that doesn't matter. The fact that she's more tough than most of the women in the back, at least like in a legitimate sense. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what WWE's like—they just make shit up anyway and like exaggerate. They can make her sound like a, be- a beast. I mean, they can make her sound like a monster. Aye. The same way, you know, they're always going a bit Brock Lesnar. Obviously, Brock Lesnar is like everything that they say he is. But if they you market it right, 
when you put the package together, right, nobody's going to know the difference. But if you just talk about all these amazing things about it, people just believe it. Because nobody's going to be asked to Google it to make sure it's true. Nah, no. You're still going about Shelton Benjamin all the time. And GR on commentary used to be like, oh, I fucking graduated for this and that. I just took it at face value. I was just like, all right, sound. <laughs> <laughs> Not once did, I checked it. No, he did. No, he did. But like, the point is, for all I know, it could have been a lot of shit. I was just, I was like, all right, GR, you say so. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, so, aye. Sonia picks up the win. We'll find out what happens on, on Money in the Bank. If they, if they have the if, match with us. Aye, if it's still not been announced since the day before, but WWE have got a, a habit of just putting matches on unadvertised or yeah. advertising them on the pre-show or on YouTube or on Mate, Twitter the day before. We will go into this later on because aye. we will go into this because it's fucking bizarre. Aye. <laughs> um, so next up then, what have we got next? Next up, we've got the eight-man tag match. This, by the way was the match of the night and what probably the best match I've seen so far in the empty arenas since lockdown started in my opinion it was the New Day uh, and Witch House Party versus The Miz and John Morrison and the Forgotten Sons in an 8 man tag match Faces versus Heels basically um, I don't know about you but I fucking love this match I enjoyed oh, this a bit great match yeah I was quite um, I had to watch it again this morning just to, to go back over it because I watched it last night and I said to you before we started recording I, I wasn't intending on saying that for Smackdown um, I have the world's most fucking babied cat <laughs> <laughs> you will ever see in your life he doesn't let me go to bed see if I go to bed he comes through he's got this wee thing where he'll just look at me and I can see him looking at me and I'm like don't you dare and I'll just put like one claw into the carpet at the edge and just start clawing the carpet, but staring at me. So I end up throwing stuff across the room at him, trying to hit him with pillows and all sorts. And then I get up and I get like a handful of food and throw the food at him because <laughs> I think they want food. But bear in mind at this point, it's like two in the morning and I'm extremely grumpy at this point. So I'm just throwing food at this cat. And then the only way, <laughs> the only way to calm him down is if I get back up and watch telly. See if I get up and watch telly. And I go through, and I sit in the oven him. He comes up on the couch, and he goes to sleep. So, the last you, couple of nights... You he, need to be watching TV. You need to be awake for him to sleep. Aye. Honestly, what mate. An, what an arsehole. He's a total... I'm getting him a cage. I'm getting him a cage. And that's it. He's going to sleep in the cage. Because, honestly, see, last night, <laughs> I was ready to crack him. Right? I was ready to absolutely <laughs> crack him. Because... I went through to the living room, he came through, he jumped up on the couch, he went for a sleep for two hours while I watched Smackdown, right? He was on the couch, snoozing, and I thought, I'll sneak off to bed, right? So I turned the telly off, and there he was, still sleeping. I got up for the couch, still sleeping, left the living room, still sleeping, walked through, climbed into bed, right? And I lie on my side, and I can kind of just see the door. Two seconds later, who walks us through into the room, right? Walks us straight through finds the one bit of paper that I happen to have left in the room and starts going with a fucking paper just clawing away at the bit of paper and I'm like I'm going to kill this cat I'm actually going to kill this cat <laughs> so when I was watching Smackdown as a, the, the long and short of the story 
I was raging the whole way through it. So I had to watch. I had to watch it again this morning because I was pissed off last night trying to watch it. But anyway, the match is class, eh? I um, that ironically enough, that story sent me to sleep. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. By the way, that was a that was a good story. I'm jealous um, to be fair. <laughs> so. The match was class. Um, a, a couple of things. I've wrote some notes because I'm a professional. Um, I've I, I've made a note here that um, the Lucha House Party, they look much better. Like, they've stopped wearing their stupid multicoloured outfits. They've stopped coming down to the ring with a fucking pinata. Do you mean, they were wearing like just black and gold matching outfits. They looked so much better. Like, even just the way they looked, like, appearance-wise, I took them more seriously. That makes sense. Aye. They didn't seem like a comedy act. They seemed like fucking two wrestlers. Um, it was one of those matches that was kind of messy because like you've got eight guys there and six of the eight of them are like high flyers basically. Um, well, more have, for the most part. Have you noticed that Lucha House Party have started? Um, they've started being taken more serious now in the last few weeks since they got rid of Kalisto. Aye, aye. But it's because <clears throat> I think now they're a tag team. And now they're not just some stupid faction. It's nothing to do with Kalisto, I don't think. I think it's just the fact there's two of them. So just say Graham Talik was another Kalisto and uh, Lance Dorado would be just fine as well. Aye, sorry, that's what I meant. Like, I, I didn't actually mean that against Kalisto. I just meant that as them losing a guy, it just made them into a more steady team who are now Aye. taking a bit more serious because you can build up a chemistry. Like, it, it works for the New Day because they've got a three, but. I think there was a point as well where Big E just never used to wrestle. And it was just Kofi, Kofi and Woods that would wrestle all the time and Big E just always seemed to come out. Until yeah. I think one of them got injured, I think Kofi got injured and then Big E started wrestling again, like more frequently. Um that was a couple a couple of years ago now that, that happened. But um I think also I think for a long time uh, Xavier wasn't wrestling. Remember he was just outside with the, the big trombone? Ah yes, I mean so <laughs> Once, once Big E Hardy then wrestling, he then kind of took a side step. Aye. So they, at least out of the three, for long periods of time, had somebody who was the kind of active tag team, if that makes sense. Aye. Well, they got the win last week um, over Miz and Morrison. So that put them over. Well, not put them over, but that made them look a bit more legitimate. Um, and then they looked great in this tag team match. They got a lot of good offence and a lot of fucking amazing moves. Um, there was a really good... Um, Hurricane Rana spot that John mm-hmm. Morrison sold brilliantly on his head. Um, and at the end of the match, I'm skipping to the finish here, but the finish of the match, I think uh, once the Dorado gave Morrison a, a reverse Rana, um, and Morrison's back to his head again, it looked great. And then the Miz snuck in and gave him the score crush finale and got the win. But everybody looked good, everybody got their shit in, as they say. Yeah, um, there was a really good spot where um, Kofi was trying to. Tag in, like he was selling, he was trying to like crawl over and do the, the hot tag spot. And he'd done that, and the Forgotten Sons were on the outside and they pulled everybody off, like off the apron. So he dived to the tag, and then all the baby faces got pulled at the last second. So he just dived into nothingness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool spot, you don't see it very often. Um, in fact, I can't remember the last time I did see it. So that was good. Um, I thought Miz and Morrison, Morrison especially, looked really good. That's probably his best individual performance I've seen him since he came back. Maybe that the ladder match where he, he walked the tightrope on the ring. Uh, maybe he listened to this show, mate, and, and heard me saying that he was absolutely pish. 
I maybe he heard you fucking bury him. He's like, oh, I'm going to prove prove these bastards wrong. Right, maybe he's one of the five listeners. I maybe. <laughs> I mean, Jomo. That includes me and you twice. <laughs> um, sad, but it's true. I know. But anyway, good match. That's a, I, I really enjoyed it. Another big win for the Forgotten Sons as well. Like I reckon they're going to get some kind of big push soon and some some title glory. I think you need to give them the title on Sunday. Um, I think it makes them look strong because how often have we seen people get brought up to NXT and then just fucking dropped immediately? Mm-hmm. So why do you bring them up to NXT if you've not got a plan for them? So this is the same with Forgotten Sons. They've been called up. They've looked good so far. So hopefully they just put the belts on them. Because like, let's face it, the New Day and Miss Morrison don't need the belts. So I would be happy by either um, which I was party or Forgotten Sons getting the belts because just give me a wee turn with it. I, I don't understand the... And this is probably going to be slightly controversial. I don't understand why Jackson Riker has to be there. He never does anything. Like, you never, ever see him. Like, I think I've, I've only seen him wrestling a handful of times. Like, Aye, since he, he joined. He, even in NXT, he used to come out and have, like, a couple of squash matches with, with some folk, and then he would just become the third kind of big heavy hype guy for, for the R2. Yeah, um, I know that I think he was in TNA for a while. And mm-hmm. I could be wrong here, but I think his name was Gunner. I was. He was in a tag team with somebody else. And I remember he was a security guard who got involved in a match. That was how they like, brought him on TV. He was like, just like, security. And then he started square going with one of the wrestlers. Um, and then he came out one day and he was just a wrestler all of a sudden. I'm probably getting that wrong. I'm sure some TNA mark will correct me. And say, no, actually, this is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. He was bland in TNA. He's bland now. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> to, he's to, fine. He's quite a good look. Uh, to I mean, be fair, he, he was a, a TNA television champion and a, a tag team champ as well with James Storm. So, James the, Storm, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, James Storm. Your pal? That's your pal, mate. As our pal, mate. We, we spent Did a night with him. Tell your story. You went, picked him up the, you went and picked him up for the airport in your shitty wee car. Oh, oh, oh. it was that shitty wee car. We oh, talked, but... but to Jim Storm, you know what Jim Storm's like? He's, he's a cowboy, he probably rides about in fucking good motors and pickup trucks. Or fucking, or fucking horses, mate. Probably drives about in a fucking horse. Like... Aye, drinking a beer. Aye, exactly, drinking a beer, smoking a, smoking a dope. And we spent the day with him, remember, watching uh, Celtic and Aberdeen, the, the Scottish Cup semi-final. <laughs> That was funny, <laughs> and he he was sitting looking at it, going, "What? Why is everybody so obsessed with this fucking game? I'm trying to get it on because the Liverpool game is on at the same time. I'm like, get the Celtic game on. He's going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I hear the idea about soccer. Nah. Yeah, you know, obviously he's an American, um, and we were all interested in the Celtic game, and he's yeah. standing there, you know, signing his autographs and you know making his money, <laughs> and and we're just made obsessed with the Celtic game. And then run about James Storm. It was like. <laughs> It was this like big, sideways the whole day and became our big, best pal. This big fucking wrestlers there and we were like, right, never mind, mate. Set the games I, on. <laughs> I beat it, James Storm. <laughs> away you go. Um, so, I big win for Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison. Um, like we say, they're hopefully going to get the belts um, very, very soon, which would make sense if they, if they, if they got them. Um, what we got next time? We got a, a backstage promo. 
Shmup. Yes, I know that um, we always, always bury this guy, and we would say nothing but bad things about him. But Baron Corbin had a promo in the back. Um, we wanted to be interviewed people who I always get mixed up with. I don't know if it's Kayla or Kyrie or Brianna or Brittany. She's a wrestler. Whatever. Some some women. Kayla Braxton. Um, there we go. Um, interviews Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin basically just goes through all the other competitors in the matches and says how he's going to beat them. So he mentions Dream Mysterio and says that he's going to throw him off the roof. Um, and there's this really, this really funny line, which I liked. Um, I don't say the line exactly the way he said it because I'll, I'll butcher it but he basically said that um, he calls it was a fat idiot it's <laughs> 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 really funny and he says that um, he'll he'll not make it to the roof and that um, he'll end up clogging the elevator like he clogs his arteries, <laughs> arteries which is I thought it was pretty funny um, basically can't be, says, can't be a bit of fat shaming mate can't be fat oh. shaming well, don't worry, we get to that later on the show as well. Um, so I basically call his Otis Fat and says that he's going to bar everybody and win money in the bank. And he's going to become king money in the bank. I was just like, fucking let this king king go, man. I was hoping, I was really, really hoping that a money in the bank victory get rid of the king character. Maybe, it probably will. He'll uh, know win it, I don't think, because they tried to give him it before, remember? He was already won money in the bank previously. And fucking lost, cashed out and failed. Remember? Aye. Gimp. <laughs> Gimp. <laughs> Aye, it's funny because we, as much as we we slagged him on this, we always said he's a he's a decent performer. He's not he's not the worst one. He's all right to watch. It was just these storylines that we used to butcher with the whole Roman Reigns stuff was just getting fucking beyond the joke. See, recently he's actually been all right. <laughs> But again, it's just the, it's the gimmick. Like, he's one good gimmick away for being a good character. Mm-hmm. But he was always saddled with the bad gimmicks. Like, was it ever since the whole Roman Reigns thing uh, and then becoming King of the Ring? And before that, he was wrestling, dressed up in a fucking vest and shirt and all that. Right. It just never, it never looked right. And even now, like, his, his ring attire is fucking stupid. Aye. The the yeah. best thing the best thing he ever done was shave his hair. He looks much better than with that stupid long greasy balding hair that he had. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing a shirt now, which is better because like remember he used to take his shirt off and he has that weird sad face belly. Yes. <laughs> which always which is a shame because like I, I can't talk about anybody's belly. Um, but he always gets slagged for it, so he wrestles in a shirt now. But I he's just um. I still don't hate Corbin. Like, I really don't hate him, but I just hate everything that he does. <laughs> but that's not his fault. I feel like he's just been used so incorrectly. You you hate the character of Barry Corbin. I've hated the character for years. Like, but again, no his fault. I feel like if they just let him be Baron Corbin, he would be alright. But they tried to make him. They tried to make him like the GM, so he was this corporate guy, and it never made sense because he's not a corporate guy. Mm-hmm. And then they try to make him like this king who's all like royalty. But he's no he's no like that. He's a fucking badass biker guy. Just let him be that guy. Because he was like that in NXT and he was alright, apart from his stupid haircut. I, I had to laugh, he's quite good on Twitter, though Baron Corbin. Like he keeps the, uh, the 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 kayfabe, so to speak, going. Did you see the one that he put the other day? It was the the first of May, so it was last week's SmackDown. 
Um, we would have spoken about this if we'd done Boiled the Last Day show last week, but we never. Um, so he, he put something on. For us, it was ha- 11 o'clock at night. He put a thing on saying, it's time I buy a gaming chair. Who makes the best? And then somebody, somebody replied to him saying, in kayfabe, you have a match in two hours and you're asking for gaming chairs. And he replied saying, one, what is kayfabe? Two, it's DB. It'll be a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally shutting the guy down as if, I don't know, that's fine. I'm still putting this but on. Again, that's what I'm saying. Baron Corbin as themselves, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let him do shit like that on TV. Ah, exactly. I, but... um, so I don't have not entirely gave up on Baron Corbin yet, but it's just not looking good so far. Nah, it's looking. I, I'm actually hoping that he wins the Money in the Bank. I'm hoping that they win Money in the Bank, and then. He actually goes on and wins the title this time. So I reckon he could be a total bastard as a champ. Just one that you properly hate, but it's good to talk about. Like JBL? Yes. I, uh, do you know exactly like JBL? That's exactly the type of um, kind of champion I could see him being. <sighs> I don't know. I don't hate the idea, but I just don't, I just don't see it yet. I've yet to see him have a great match. Um, I'm yet to see that one great Baron Corbin match where I could say, remember that time Baron Corbin had that fucking five-star amazing match? Like, every Corbin match is the same. They're all right, but they're not good. They're, they're all forgettable, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Him as champion, who's he going to face that I care about? I can't even think of Baron Corbin versus somebody. That would make me pay my money to go and see it, do you know what I mean? Aye, but the thing we always say though, like a good storyline can make a good match. That's true. So, I mean, so, maybe, so, you know, like, so you never know what kind of, gets, what kind of storyline he gets put in. Aye, I mean, I would like to see him face somebody like Edge. Aye. I think they could do a good storyline like that. Like if he, if he dropped the whole King gimmick and just became Pan Corbin and then he was working with somebody like Edge, they could make him look amazing. That might help his career. By the way, uh, I meant to. I was going to bring this up, but I don't know when it happens in SmackDown, so I'm just going to bring it up just now because you mentioned Edge. Did you notice the promo we got during SmackDown? Prom- Which one? Promoting, it was promoting Raw, right? Saying this coming Monday after Money in the Bank, they promoted Edge and Randy Orton. And Randy Orton, aye, yeah, I've seen that. What? What? <laughs> I, ever get any fucking reason for that like are they just going to chuck him in for the sake of it with absolutely no build up no shock factor we've not seen either of them since Wrestlemania but now they're coming back on the same night just so happens that they're coming back on the same night and something's going to happen between them I, I don't know maybe they weren't happy with that fucking ridiculous 57 minute Ironman match or whatever it was they had <laughs> um, no I know it was a last man standing match um and maybe they're trying to re reject the rivalry. I don't know. Um, I think this is, goes back to what I said earlier about SmackDown. The ratings. I think, I think Raw last week was at an all-time low. Oh, really? Or some, oh, a record low or something like that. Um, at one point, so maybe they've really been like, right, we need to get the big guns out. All-time mm-hmm. low, so expect Edge, Randy Orton, probably John Cena will be back in the next couple of weeks, probably Paul the Undertaker back out. Like, Oberg will be back, fucking they'll just try and do whatever they can. 
So they dapper were tanking me now. Well, anyway, going back to SmackDown, talking about big returns. Good to say, good Fuck. Well done, Raw. I. Fuck. Fuck Raw. It's a SmackDown show. Fucking money SmackDown. Um, never return. Um, it's been promoted for fucking about ten weeks now since lockdown started. Been promoting the return of this guy, Jeff Hardy. Um, very strange that he didn't have a match taken back to. Aye, so um, Renee Young came out and she like introduced him. Um, it was just like an in-ring promo, mm-hmm. which I thought was a bit strange, but I thought, okay, fair enough. Um, and then, uh, do you know what, to be honest, I tuned out of his promo, which is generic, you know, thank you for your patience, I'm back, I'm better than ever, all that shit. Generic baby face, sorry, just burped on camera, that's, that's terrible. Um, sorry, I don't care, it's, it's late at night, and I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, anyway, Seamus come out, speaking of not giving a fuck, Seamus comes out. Um, to the same reaction that Seamus usually comes out to. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking silent crowd. Absolutely nothing. Um, and then does does the same promo that CM Punk done in 2009 and that every single person who's had a rivalry with Jeff Hardy has done since where they say to Jeff, oh Jeff, you're a junkie mate. Um... You've been suspended, you know, you get one feel in the fans. Um, there seems to be a couple of bullet points. Everybody says to Jeff Hardy, like, oh, you can't be trusted, you've been suspended, you're a drug addict, um, you're not reliable, blah, blah, blah. And then Jeff Hardy does the whole, oh, I've learned my lesson, I'm a better person now, I've got the fans behind me, um, you may doubt me or whatever, but I'll show you that I'm stronger than ever. And I'm like, He's been doing this fucking same storyline with just a different generic heel for years. Mm-hmm. And it's not his fault, but clearly they've got nothing creative to games. So they're just like, have the heel make fun of how he's a junkie and have, <laughs> have Jeff fame. Because he's done it with CM Punk, but I think it was the first one to do it. Um, which made sense because CM Punk was a straight edge guy. So the rivalry kind of made sense. But he's done it, I think he's done it since then, but like Orton. And the fucking people like MVP and all that, like mentioning it on TV for years after that. I'm just a bit fed up with it, to be honest. I done it with, with Orton Mind, with Orton fucking stretched his ear. Oh, that was good, though. That was, that was good. <laughs> aye. That's probably the last good thing Jeff Hardy done. Aye. <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah. uh, aye. I, was, I, I watched this. Um, they obviously they had a back and forth kind of slagging each other off and stuff like that and then Seamus can do the ring for a for a scrap Jeff Hardy can shit him aye absolutely done in <laughs> like why did he even bother I don't like this so nah. Seamus the big guy comes into the ring to fight Jeff Hardy but it should have happened it's just as I had a wee fight and people come in and broke them up or or maybe Seamus because he's the heel like retreated and ran away but instead Jeff Hardy just kicked fuck him <laughs> aye kicked fuck him twist, twist a Twist a fury. No, it's not twist a ah, fate, apparently. He got a twist a fury and a swanton bottom. And I know it was only a short burst, right? And I'm going back to what we said, I think it was maybe three weeks ago, when we were talking about Jeff Hardy's return and saying we don't want an odd, boring Jeff Hardy generic return. See, in this small, small clip of him beating the shit out of Seamus, he actually looked quite good. He looked quite sharp. Which he, he has to looked before. I remember watching, see when he came back last time when when the Hardys returned, and then he had like a 
a kind of stretch of matches after that. I remember watching him when he used to do this one turn bomb, and I, I used to think that he fucked it quite a lot by landing with his full body on folk. And I know it sounds really daft, because obviously you kind of put your full weight on him. Normally he kind of does this one turn bomb, and it's like the back of his neck just kind of glances him. Um, but, I, but I noticed there was quite a few times where he would literally just land with his back on top of him. So it was like pure full force. I'm like, I wonder if he's absolutely, if he's fucked that, like if he's just no got the timing properly um, and keeps kind of well, undershooting it, it would be when it, because he's just landing completely on him. But um, this time, he actually looked quite sharp and he, he, he hit it perfectly, the, the Swanton. So Aye. I wonder... I wonder if that's... I, I might just be wrong. It might just be a coincidence or something like that. Either way, it might be a coincidence that he fucked them last ones or he's got this one spot on. But he looked good. He did look good. He um, looked like he was supposed to be a bit of weight as well. Not that he was ever fat or anything, but he was just a wee bit chubbier than usual before he left. Again, there's me talking about people's weight and fucking look at the size of me. But um, uh, he, looked, he looked good. He looked healthy. Um, good swan on. It had to be a bit of fire as well. Like, it wasn't just going through the motions. It was like, especially when it's a wee thing at the end, it's just a wee tiny detail. But at the end, when he was walking up the ramp and Seamus was down at ringside raging, Jeff Hardy had a sort of wee smirk in his face. As if he enjoyed it, uh, which is good to see. So, hopefully, they have a good match at Money in the Bank on Sunday or Norway. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy oh, does have a match on Sunday. Jeff Hardy. Is not fighting Sheamus on Sunday. Jeff Who's Hardy is inexplicably fighting Cesaro on Sunday. No, how Cesaro, who he's never seen in his life, and <laughs> well, in wrestling television terms, <laughs> no, how Cesaro that has a, an absolutely zero interaction with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> That's Cesaro. Oh man! You know what's going to happen? But the thing is, you know what's going to happen. You know that Sheamus is going to come out and interfere in this match, right? But the last time Sheamus and Cesaro came up against each other post the bar, they they had an issue with each other. It was one of these kind of storylines where there's like an underlying problem between the two of them, and that's why the team split up, even though the, the problem was that one of them got injured and the other one moved on. But they, they kind of worded it in a certain way that makes it seem as if there's an underlying... Like the same as the Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman stuff just now. There was never really explained why they split up. It just happened. And then now they're playing on the fact that there's like an underlying problem between the two of them. It was the same with them. So I don't, I don't remember that at all. I thought I, I I can't remember when it happened. I can't remember when it happened. But it wasn't they they didn't fight or anything like that. Since he came back. It was nothing like that. It was just I c I can't even remember when it was, mate. I would need to I would need to troll back and try and find a, it. I remember them becoming a team. I remember it well because they had the best of seven series, I think. Aye. They had like seven matches in a row, like on pay-per-views or whatever. Some of them are really fucking excellent, by the way, like really good matches. Um, and then there was a match, I think the final match, um, the winner got a number one contender. Sorry, I'll say that again. The winner got a number one contender shot, a title they're choosing sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe what happened was the match ended in like a draw or something. So I think Mick Foley was the GM at the time. And he said, oh, I promise one is a title shot. And seeing as it was a draw and one is one, you both get a title shot. The only thing is, it's together as a tag team. And that's how they got sort of thrown together. Um, and then they won the titles. 
and then for there the bar was born. Um, so they never they were sort of forced into becoming a team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's got something to do with that. I don't really remember how they broke up. To be honest, I think it just obviously Seamus got injured. Aye, um, that that's all it was. Seamus got injured and then went away, and then Cesaro basically went and done uh, what you call it? the NXT UK match. That's true. Dragonov. Aye, so he was kind of out up until. Aye, he was kind of out up until that point, and then had that match, and then came back basically on his own, and then get chucked with with Sami Zayn at that point. So that's kind of been his his storyline. It's really bugging me now. This Seamus thing. There was something we'll on it for next week. But the aye, point is, aye. WWE just put on Twitter that Jeff Hardy's fighting Cesaro in Money in the Bank, even though it's a perfect opportunity right there to have Jeff Hardy versus Seamus at Money in the Bank. Yep. Unless they're trying to keep this match special for some reason and put it on a future event. Aye, maybe. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. So, aye. You can see it right now. You can book this match yourself. It's going to be yeah. Cesaro versus Jeff Hardy. They'll have a decent match. Jeff Hardy will go up top for a swanton and Seamus will come out and distract him. And then it'll either be a disqualification or Cesaro gets the win because she misses the interaction. And then he'll batter Jeff Hardy and then that'll be it. Aye. Now go fucking put your house on it, that's what's going to happen. And then they'll just pretend that Cesaro and Seamus have never been friends. They'll just, they'll totally gloss over it. They'll not even, they'll not even acknowledge the fact that they used to be a team. They'll not acknowledge the fact that they're pals. Like, they'll, they'll do nothing. He'll come out and he'll get involved in a match and Cesario will just slink away to the side and we'll be forgetting about it. Aye, poor Cesaro, man. Fucking, he's always the fucking... Always a bridesmaid, never the bride. No, no. It's just the side piece in all these rivalries. And he, he deserves to be world champion, man, so much. I don't yeah. know how many times you've said that. And I know. I say it still... every week. Like, see when you see who is the world champion right now, fucking Braun Strowman, who, um, don't get me wrong, I used to love... But in the last year or so, ever since, ever since Brock Lesnar beat him, really, um, a couple of years ago, and they started becoming a babyface, he just fucking, he's just been raiding hell, isn't it? Do you know what I'm hoping for? We, yeah. Well, actually, it's coming up next, because we've got Bray Wyatt going face-to-face with Braun Strowman uh, up next. He basically comes out like his child like character again and long and short he offers Braun Strowman a chance to come home as uh as, as a long and short of it aye um but he's great and like I, I know I say this every week as well but like everything he does man is great like this promo is really good Braun came out and cut a promo which I swear to god I thought if you had a gun in my head right now uh, like that boy with the noise cancelling headphones. Have you ever gone to my head right now and told me, you know, what did Braun Strowman say in that promo? Even though I just watched it earlier on tonight, like about an hour ago before you phoned me, I couldn't tell you. Nah. I just totally, my mind went blank. I thought, I don't care about you. I don't give a fuck about your promos. I don't want to hear you talk. You're a big monster. I want to see you batter cunts. Yep. I don't, I don't think want to hear this. I don't want I to hear it. Braun Strowman has got the the Roman Reigns factor about him. And I'm talking Roman Reigns in that first Royal Rumble that he was in when everybody wanted him to win it. And he would end up getting fucking eliminated by Batista. Aye. Uh, that, that, that was yeah. a chance. Aye. That was his chance to make... Um, sorry, I'm reading Bray White there. To make Roman Reigns into John Cena. 
at that point. That was your that was your chance. If you capitalise on that there and then, he becomes your John Cena type character, your your big your main guy. They didn't they? They fucked about for another year and then when his time came, nobody cared anymore. Nobody um, cared because they had the same shit film for the full year saying I'm going to do it. He's one of these guys that would talk about fucking prophecies and all that kind of shit, and this is what he's meant to do in life. And well, I mean, the thing that really hurt Roman Reigns, in fairness, was Vince was personally writing all these promos for him, which is never a good idea. Aye. So that was the year when he was saying sucker and succotash and all that shit. Because, like, Vince was writing it for him, like, and handing him the script. I couldn't think anything worse than Vince giving you a fucking script and being like, say that, pal. <laughs> fucking hell. Could you imagine? Imagine Vince trying to tell you what to say. Vince McMahon telling you what to say. Mental. Absolutely mental. Say that. If I was getting the money Roman Reigns was getting, I would fucking say whatever Vince wanted me. <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose. But it's still no ideal. Um, so we get Wyatt up against Roman. He's basically offering him a chance to, to come home and they... He tried to give him the the mask. Sheep, sheep mask, guy. The, the sheep mask. Um, it's quite a... It's quite a... What you would call a corny story. And it's about a fucking ready. This this whole side of the storyline. Like, I feel like Braun Strowman should not be getting brought into this kind of stuff. But then I also don't think that they've booked him to deal with it properly either. Because you notice at the end of that, when he said... He, he kind of took the piss out of Bray Wyatt. And says, bye, Bray. Bye, see you soon. And bye. you're like, like, why? You're meant to be a monster. Like, you're meant to be a big, scary monster. Why are you talking? Why are you mimicking the children's TV presenter that's sitting fucking stoning in front of you? Hopefully, hopefully this all has a purpose. And when the fiend, when Bray Wyatt... Not the fiend because it looks like it's going to be Bray Wyatt, the children's character, taking on Braun Strowman. It's not going to be the fiend, which, which means says that Braun might retain. Uh, um, I think Strowman's going to keep the belt now for a lot longer than I first thought he would, I purely because purely because of lockdown, etc., etc. I think they're going to keep this on him because they've not got Roman Reigns to come back and take it. I I think they're going to do. This is just me thinking out loud here. Is they're going to have Braun keep it, but then Bray Wyatt is going to come back as the fiend, maybe at the next pay per view, and then when it, and hopefully what that will do, is Braun Strowman will have a total character transformation. So say for example they'll have Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman at Money in the Bank, Braun will win, and maybe they'll have some stupid gimmick match at the following pay per view, like the Firefly Funhouse idea of Cena at Mania. Mm-hmm. With this stupid pre-recorded ridiculous over-the-top match, and Braun Strowman ended up getting like abducted again, back to the Wyatt com- compound, or gets possessed by Sister Abigail or some shit like that. Do you know what I mean? And then he's away for a couple of weeks, and then he comes back as the old Braun Strowman, who's just a total monster, totally silent, doesn't say a fucking word, and just kills people. And then that I think could save his his career. Mm-hmm. I did definitely. Um... The whole, the, the promo on a whole, this kind of segment, it was all right. It was, it, it, it done what it was supposed to do. I mean, it Bray was the... good. Like, if Bray wasn't doing it, let's see if this was two other guys, see if this was Braun and 
Roman or Braun and Corbin, it would have totally fell on its fucking arse. Aye. Luckily, luckily Bray's good enough where when he's talking, he makes it, even though it's, it's pure shite that he's talking, he makes it sound pretty good because he's that talented. Do you know one thing I noticed? Um, and it's just a it's just a wee thing that I've never properly noticed before, and I'm going to ruin it for you because now it's going to be the only thing that you see every time this guy comes out. Oh no! Bray Wyatt has a very very small head. Do you know what's weird? That's funny that you should say that because I was watching this with my wife. Um, I say watching it; she was on her phone. But it was on. And she looked up during this promo and she's like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, it's Smackdown. It's fucking this is what I do for having I talk about this show. And she's like, fuck's sake. <laughs> and she's just like, right, so who's he? Pointing at Braun Strowman. I'm like, oh, he's the champion. Um, and she's like, right, okay, who's our guy? And I'm like, oh, he's pretty wise. He's like, kind of um, children's TV presenter, but he's also possessed by this demon. It's a whole long story. And she's like, right, okay, sound. Why does he look so weird? I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, he doesn't have long in the outfit. And I'm like, ah, well, that's kind of the point, you know. He's 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 got tattoos and that, and he's supposed to be a sort of badass guy, but he's dressed like a children's. Day. I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to explain the whole thing to her, which is uh, weird. Try, explaining try wrestling ex- stuff to a non-wrestling fan, it's fucking bizarre. Try to anyway, explain being in five minutes. Ah, but she said to me, she's like, he just looks like a fucking win. that has got his stars glaze on. <laughs> Mate, that's entirely. I was, I was actually watching it. I don't know if it's because he's he's quite big, like body wise, he's quite a big guy, but his head is fucking tiny. But see when he wears that that jumper right up to his neck. Or, honestly, go back and watch it now, and you'll see it, and that's all you'll notice is the size he's head. It's like seven men in black where he shoots that guy in the face, and it shrinks down, and it regrows again. Yes, that's him. He's like the wee guy from Men in Black. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Bray. Sorry that, damn it. Uh, right, up next we've got tag team match. This this SmackDown was very tag team heavy, wasn't it? Ah, again, <laughs> so, throw bodies in it, didn't I? She's using folks. So we've got Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, up against Tamina and Lacey Evans. Um, all I'm going to say, mate, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tamina wins this belt. I um. I'm not gonna. I was. I'll just say it, man. I fucking hated this match. I hated that. I hated that. I had to watch it. I hated that. I was sitting through it. I hated that. I was actually watching SmackDown. Well, I was watching a, a replay of it, but I wasn't watching it on demand, so I couldn't fast forward it. So I had. I had to sit through this match. Um, I was just bored to tears. One thing I will say is, I really. I've I've said this last couple of weeks, the last couple of shows, but I really, really like Bailey. I think she's excelled in a empty arena environment. Her and Sasha have been really good. I like the fact that she's always something called Michael Cole. I love the fact that she's always cutting about all arrogant. I think she's really grown into her heel role really, really well. And I, I really like her a lot. That being said, I do not want to watch this fucking match. No. I do not want to watch Lucy Evans and Tamina wrestle. I, I sometimes want to watch Bailey and Sasha wrestle because they're capable of having amazing matches when they try. Um, but nah, I just I don't know if I was just bored with the whole Braun Strowman segment that was just on before it. Uh, I had no interest in this match. I um, didn't think it was a. It wasn't a bad match. Uh, do you know who I actually really like? I actually really like um, Lacey Evans. I think I think she's brilliant, and uh, I've, she's, I've no I've no always been a fan of her, 
but I've started to become one. I've not really been a fan of the character just now. The whole I, I think that's my problem. Brought in there, but actually, as a performer, as a wrestler, I actually really enjoy watching her, and I fucking love that woman's right. I know. See the one that she got in Sasha in this match right at the very end to to knock Sasha out the ring. I actually I, thought she broke her jaw. Again, I watched this with my wife, um, so we're watching this, and at the end of it, it shows you a replay of um, her knocking Sasha and Sasha in slow motion, sort of flying through there, selling it. Mm-hmm. And we both at the same time looked at each other and been like, "That was a fucking shampoo advert." Go back and watch that slow motion. Sasha like, whips her hair back, but like, see, because it's that glorious <laughs> blue hair of hers, pure flying yeah. past her face in slow motion. It's like one of those adverts for like, yeah, your woman's shampoo. Anyway, that's just a wee. That's, that's, I've wrote that in my notes for some reason. I don't know why. Just, um, just woman's shampoo, mate. Can can you know her guy shampoo? No. Well, I mean, I Sasha Sasha banks the women, and she was advertising it. Don't fucking blame me. I didn't. I, I didn't make that. Are you assuming? Are you assuming the gender of the pantheon? Do you know what? Saying that, I had a shower the other day because I'm accounting for the piss I had on me. Um, I had yep. to go for a shower, but I ran out of fucking shower gel and ran out of shampoo because, you know, we don't go shopping often anymore. We just shop online and I always forget. Mm-hmm. When you shop online, I just try and think of like, milk, bread, eggs, what I need. Do you know what I mean, you don't really think about it. You just buy random shit. At least that's what I do. I keep on forgetting to buy shampoo. Anyway, long story short. I'm in the shower yesterday, having a wee shower, waiting about, fuck me shampoo, fuck me shower gel, so I need to use hers. So yesterday I came out of the shower, man, smelling like a fucking rainforest, it was amazing. Smelling it's like class. Pineapple and mango and fucking strawberries, I, I smelled amazing, I just smelled like a fruit ball. I was lying in the bed, starfishing, man, just smelling myself. Do you know what I, I used the other day, mate? Because I had the same, I had the same, actually no, I did, I'm not even going to lie, I was going to lie there for some reason for a story, I'm not going to lie, I had fucking loads of shower gel left, but do you know what i done, I treated Chose myself, <laughs> I treated myself to the imperial leather foam burst, the Ooh. one you put in your hand, and then you look at it and it just looks like a wee tiny white bit of um, shower gel, and you put it on your body and it foams up, and you become this big foamy goddess mate, Does and it, you I? smell, oh mate, what it's fucking it? amazing. Imperial, uh, I'm writing this down in my Asda shopping list. Uh, Imperial it will change your life. Imperial, I think it's Imperial Lera. It's definitely called Foam Burst. I look up, um, that sounds class. Honestly, I mean, it's like the best thing ever. I'm going to Google it, just make sure. Aye, there it is. Imperial, oh, mate, I left out one bit of information and I've just found it on Google. Imperial Leather Foam Burst Luxurious Body wash, guess what flavour it is, mate? What flavour is that? Just guess, guess. I'll give you three guesses. Um, see if you get it. Uh, right, well, I said, I said, pain. I said, is it tropical? Because I said the word. Nope. Um, is it like vanilla? Nope. One more. Um, is it like a fruit or something like that? Or is it like named it's, after something shite? Is it named after? It's got a good name. It's got a great um, name. It, it actually expl- ex- explains exactly how I felt the other day. Is it called Goddess? No. <laughs> it is called Imperial Leather Foam Burst Unicorn Marshmallow. Oh, that that sounds class. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> Could you imagine? Aye. 
the other day, mate, you came out feeling topical. Imagine coming out feeling like a fucking marshmallow unicorn, mate, lying in your bed. That's the dream. With a big boner. Aye, that's the unicorn part of it. The marshmallow is my belly. <laughs> my body's made of marshmallow and my wee unicorn boner. Like an upside down unicorn. Yeah. I don't mind my dick's pointy oh. right now. Mate, listen, doesn't matter. Does not matter, but we're not getting it. It fits, man. So anyway, Camina and Lacey Evans pick up a win over Bailey and Sasha Banks. Clean, clean victory. Be super kick because apparently you can win matches now with a super kick all the time. Um, that was a small, it was a small drop. Aye, sorry, super kick then a small drop. Sorry, too generic. Which is not, aye, not much better. Too generic moves, and you pick the Samoan generic um, option on WWE 2K for your guy. That's your, <laughs> that's your two. <laughs> But that's like X X down and X left. That's your two moves. <laughs> um, so to me, I pick up a win. That probably tells you she's going to lose on Sunday. I, I have a, a thing in the back of my head that she's going to fucking win. But She's never been women's champion before, so I don't know. Yeah. I'll give it to her, but I just don't... I just don't... I don't see her being a good champion. I mean, she's gotten a wee bit better. But the fact that she's been here for like 10 years and she's only got a wee bit better isn't very good enough, in my opinion. She's, um, um, she's on the way out. I think this will be her last, her last thing that she does. Um, if, she, she, if she doesn't win, actually, even if she does win, if she does win, it'll be a short title reign and they'll move on and that'll be the end there. If she loses, that'll be the end anyway. I think that's her kind of last, last wee burst. Um, so up next we've got the, the main event, so we're told it's going to be a six-man tag. It's going to be Cesaro, Nakamura, and King Corbin going up against Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and a partner of their choosing. I get quite excited when I seen this because I hadn't seen this being promoted beforehand. So when I seen this pop up, I thought, oh, are we going to get like a, a wee return or something like that? Are we going to get maybe a wee surprise? And then I seen them backstage talking to Otis, saying, did you hear what he said about you? He called you fat, basically come and talk to us. And I thought that was going to be a decoy. I thought yeah, it was a Because it usually shows you things like this and you're like, oh, that's the, the red herring, as they say. You think it's going to be what it's back, so it's going to be... And there's a drum roll and then someday fucking Goldberg's yeah. back or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, someday big that you care about. Um, but no, it was just... It was just... Uh, just always, mate. Just always, eh? Obviously just fucking racing to get gold fat. He's <laughs> like, no. I will. How Which again, it's fine. I don't like. I like Otis. I don't care that he's in the match. But why make it a mystery? Just book a six-man tag. We always in it and just have it advertised as that. Do you know? I I also don't like the fact that he was in this because why? Why was he involved in this match? No, like, he's involved in the match because the finish of the match is what we'll get. We'll get to because he's in the Money in the Bank, and so is Brian, and so is Drew Gulak, and so is um. Corbin, so it's just, I think it's just in a match so that they can have the wee spot at the end of the ladder. Basically, know, I suppose. But By the way, just, can just we just, sorry to interrupt, but can I just go back a second because we, we skipped over something that I thought was really good. Um, right. So after the tag team match, the women's tag team match, sorry, they gave you like a, a wee promo. No, I didn't watch Raw this week, so they might have showed it on Raw already, but it was like a, a Money in the Bank promo, and it was like a tour of the headquarters. Did you see this? Uh, I seen it come on. I didn't actually pay attention to it though. What happened? So it wasn't like a tour tour, but basically the, 
it showed you the lobby. It showed you like um, the it showed you all the different rooms. It showed you the boardroom and all that, and said that anything can happen. They showed you the lifts. So basically, they just done a wee quick show around all the rooms that are in the headquarters. It made you, which I like because I'm like, okay, so that's what it looks like. Because I've never seen the headquarters apart from like wee clips or like documentaries and that when you see people sitting in the room talking. Um, so they've done a wee thing where Cole and um, Cody Graves are just talking with their voiceover and it was showing you all the different sort of bits and pieces of the building and it showed you the ring and the setup and stuff on the on the roof and mm-hmm. a bit, bit more detail I thought it was pretty good man it's got me a wee bit hyped for it I, I, was not, uh, I was not looking forward to this match at all when it first got announced to be fair I made the point them. I made the point in the group chat the other day where somebody was saying that they were I think it was maybe Jack was saying in the group chat that he was kind of looking forward to it and I said, that's probably because you know what to expect from... Because that's what he said. Jack said he's looking forward to this morning. He's looking forward to Mania. I said, well, the thing was with WrestleMania, you never knew what to expect. Whereas now, you've kind of got an idea of what you're going to get based off of what you've seen at WrestleMania, which wasn't complete dog shit. Aye, they've, so, got this, they've set the standard now. Aye. So you, of these kind of recording matches. Aye, absolutely so. Um, I like the fact that they're both going to be running simultaneously, so the women's match and the men's match is going to start at the same time, and they're all going to be fighting all across the buildings, so it's just going to be chaos. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're going for, to do a thing. You know, Sorry. for a fact, there's going to be there's going to be a part in this when you've got Otis standing beside Nia Jax and in the left, just looking at each other in the left. Aye, and they might do something stupid like the lift gets fucking stuck because they've reached the, the weight limit or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like some sort of stupid mm-hmm. fat joke. Um, and Vince is going to be fucking pissing himself laughing. Everybody else is going to be pure uncomfortable. No one, no way laugh in front of him in case they get the sack. <laughs> I laugh at this. Um, ha 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 ha. Bye, so the main event then. Um, their, their mysterious tag team partner, but it's not mysterious any longer. It was Otis. Um, I feel really sorry for Tucker. <laughs> when the fuck is Tucker? I was thinking this myself. I was like, oh, just been... is he patched? I, I'm, I'm willing to give him benefit of the doubt and say maybe Tucker's isolating or doesn't want to be there for medical reasons and he's chose not to be there, so they're just using Otis because he's, he's spare. But I, I feel like... Hopefully, once this is finished, the Money in the Bank match, they put them back together. Because I like giving machinery as a team. And I feel like I understood why they had Otis break off during the whole Mandy thing. Because he was involved in the love story, so it didn't make sense that he was still in a tag team. And it was fine because Tucker was involved in that as well, in some way. Exactly. So that that made sense still. It made sense for him to have the one-on-one match with Ziggler because it was like, it was a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they just go with them back as a tag team. Maybe Mandy can be the manager, or maybe like they'll be Mandy's manager or something. Do you know what I mean? And they'll just pass what a wee, not a threesome, we'll just be more scarefully there, but like a wee, not a faction, kind of. They'll just be like Otis with Mandy plus Tucker. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Aye. Ho- hopefully. The same way they done with the Hardy Boys back in the day, they had like Matt and Lita. And Jeff, like everybody knew that Matt and Lita were a couple, but they were just Aye. they were team extreme as they were called back then. They were still a team, 
even though there was a couple involved. And then that fucking went to shit. But that's a whole different topic. Hey, <laughs> exactly. Let's not let's not go into that one. Um, so I the match itself was all right. It wasn't a, oh. a great match. The, the the ending of it was was better than the actual match itself. Um, but Brian Gulak was not not wasn't he? No, right. I've wrote notes here. I was fucking raging at the end of the show. <laughs> it's okay. Great. I'm tired. I was pissed off, right? So the match finishes. Corbin wins. Fine. It all starts scrapping, and everybody ends up fighting oh. outside. So. Corbin did win. Corbin's like, who won? I don't know. Brian Gulak. Do you know Pin Gulak? I genuinely don't remember. Oh, sorry. I've I've wrote down. I've, I've got it in front of me. They've done this wrong. Somebody's picked this up wrong. No, maybe it was me. I don't know. I don't remember. That's no, no, it's no, no. You're right. Corbin did pick up the win. Okay, hi. Um, That's right. Aye. But again, all this won't matter in a couple of seconds. So the match finishes either way, right? They start scrapping. So Corbin's sort of left in the ring by himself. Because Brian and Gulak are away fighting Cesaro and Naka, right? And Otis is somewhere. So Corbin goes outside, picks up the ladder, and goes to climb, climb up it to grab the briefcase, I guess, right? <clears throat> then Brian comes out, interrupts him, pulls him off, um, and then Corbin parts Brian a wee bit, and then Otis comes out. Otis knocks down Corbin, <clears throat> then Otis goes to climb up the ladder. Otis steps on the ladder and it breaks. Because he's fat. He tries to step up our other rung and it breaks on him because he's fat. Bear in mind, Otis looks like the average American. So, basically what they're saying is like, their own fans that are watching this can they climb a fucking ladder because they're all fat fucks. Another thing, where are they buying these ladders for? These cheap ass ladders that an average size guy <laughs> can they climb it with a snap? I mean, I, I reckon Otis is a bit bigger than average. Oh, no, in America, he's, fuck's he's, sake. He's, he's a big guy, right? He, he is a big guy. I, I didn't... I just thought this was quite funny for the, the comedy factor. This isn't the bit that I'm arguing at. That was fine. That was oh. a funny wee spot, right? So that's yeah. fine. And then they start See, fighting. Before you, before you move on, though, on the only problem I've got with the, the stepping on the ladders bit and them breaking is... Is that going to happen again on Sunday? Does that mean that Otis cannot climb any ladders? Or are you going to then have to make a point of getting reinforced ladders? No, but and, and this is where they could go well on Sunday, right? So they could do a whole thing, because it's pre-recorded and they're doing all this stupid over-the-top shit. They could do something really funny where, like, he's, like, he comes down on a helicopter or something, do you know what I mean, and tries to come down the way. Or, like, he's on, like, a fucking harness. Do you know what I mean? He tries to swing for the ceiling or something, do you know what I mean? Like, something... Something really ridiculous. Like, see, like, in those, like, movies, like, like um, comedic movies where, like, they're trying to rob something in pure, over, over elaborate ways. Like, see, like, Roadrunner and Coyote, where he's trying to blow stuff up and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting outsmarted. If they do something like that, or but he, like, he gets, like, a rope and he tries to just, like, swing, but the rope snaps or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just something stupid. I could go pure stupid with it. What I was thinking might happen is Mike Carmelo won it, and James Ellsworth got the the briefcase for oh. her and chucked it in. Oh, have Tucker got? 
no, I'm actually thinking both matches are happening at the same time. What if Mandy just grabbed both while she was up there and threw one down to him? That would be class. That'd That'd be good. I don't think Otis is going to win it. I don't see him being a world champion, but Mm. that would be a good spot. Um, Okay, that's something they could do. Um, Anyway, back to SmackDown, right? So they're fighting. So Otis pulls Corbin off, tries to get the ladder. The ladder ladder breaks because he's fat. Ha, ha, ha. They're all fighting. Brian's trying to get the ladder. Corbin pulls him off. Eventually, they're all fighting outside. Corbin climbs the ladder and grabs the briefcase, right? But the entire time this is going on, I'm sitting there going like, why the fuck are you climbing? This isn't a real match. It's a fake briefcase. This is all for symbolism. Let's see when Brian knocks Corbin down. He then tries to climb the ladder himself, and then Corbin grabs his ankle and that, and I'm like, why? It's not real, mate. Uh, there, <laughs> there's, there's nothing... There's no there's contract a... in that briefcase. Aye. He's literally, you're just, you're all just doing this for symbolism. Like, see, if you feel it, Corbin go to the tap. Just let him go to the tap, then just start at the bottom, clap, and go, I well done, mate. You've won fuck well it all. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense why these three people were fighting over a fake. Well, I know, I know that it is fake. We are, it's wrestling, understand that, but you know I mean, they weren't actually fighting for anything whatsoever, apart from they got to stand and look at the hard camera. Jumps in. Aye, I know. I mean, it just it, it made absolutely no sense to me why they were fighting. Like, I get why they were fighting. See if they were just like fighting and using the ladder as a weapon, fine. But the fact that they were all trying to climb it, like, why, why climb it? What, what are you, what are you hoping for? Fucking idiots. <laughs> it's daft. I know, I know, I know. It's just pure symbolism, but it is daft. Like there's, you're gaining nothing from that. I, I would literally be at the bottom, just looking up at him, going, "Right, well done, mate. You've made your point. That's you. We'll get used to it because it's the only time you're going to actually grab that briefcase ever again." So, exactly, it's more pointless than a fucking venture statement. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Exact Aye. same thing. But on that note, that's the end of end of SmackDown this week. Like we said at the start, decent show this week. It was um. A few decent matches on it, a couple of questionable storylines as normal, but I didn't I didn't finish watching it as raging as I normally am when I watch SmackDown. So I was raging, that's a as win. You, as you just said, I was raging. I was really I happy too. with the eight man tag match um at the start of the show. I was happy with Sonya and Mandy, even though it should have been on for longer and it should have had more hype, it should have been on Sunday. Um I didn't mind seeing Jeff Hardy and Seamus fighting, although again they should have a match on, on Sunday. Also, by the way, totally off topic, our truth versus MVP has also been announced for Money in the Bank. As I far as I'm aware, our truth and MVP haven't even been in the same fucking ring in the same building. Why years. is <laughs> why is MVP wrestling again? He said that he was he retired. Oh, he said that. After, but then, you know, he must have showed him. He, he said when he came back. Sure, remember he he came back and said that. Um, he wanted that that one match to let his son see him wrestling on on Raw, uh, and then he beat, and then he came out and basically retired after that. He's then just kind of popped up again as a fucking competitor. And well, it I made sense. They made him an offer. Uh, I think maybe like they brought him back for one match, and he probably thought to himself, "It's just been one match. It's just been one time hanging. I'll never see them again." But maybe somebody spoke to him afterwards and been like, "Here's a contract." If I come on full time or part time, he's for fuck's sake, I'll take this man, make my money. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't maybe. know if it's happens or what, what I think is going to happen with MVP. That's got nothing to do with SmackDown, so I don't know why we're talking about it, but I think he's going to start his in stable as a sort of manager and apparently get like maybe like Ricochet and Cedric um, Alexander, Alexander, sorry, um, and maybe like Apollo and stuff and sort of start like a like a, a stable for these sort of mid-carders that aren't really going anywhere but are really mm-hmm. talented because um, he's a good talker. And they're good wrestlers and those Ricochet is incredible. But every time he talks, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up, mate. Well, he's aligned himself just now with fucking Shane Thorne and Brandon Vick, isn't he? Aye, but just I, don't that's, that's, I don't know if that's going to last it. for long. I think that's almost like a thing he wants. He wants Ricochet and Alexander. And he's mm-hmm. sort of shown them how good a manager he is. Because he's made these two guys who are basically nobodies, if them. But he's made them successful already by beating them on Raw. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know where that one's going, but I just... Anyway, we'll go... I just realised we've just started talking about MVP. But um, my point is, right. they've just announced matches randomly. Um, and for some reason, they're not having Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. For some reason, they've not announced having Sonya versus... Mandy, so I really, really don't know what's happening. Mate. <laughs> I I can see, I can see the Seamus one. I can see Seamus getting involved. I can see Sonya and Mandy, maybe having uh having a bit of a scrap, um, during the Money in the Bank match. There'll be yeah. something something then will happen. Oh, by the way, I just said about, I sorry, I said about Mandy being the. The match I actually meant to clarify. I know she's not in the Money in the Bank match, but I mean she could still be there. And, I and get it. She could be there supporting, um, supporting Otis. I mean, she will still be there even though she's not in the match. Like, maybe she won't get the women's, but maybe she'll. Like all the women are fighting, and she climbs up and gets the men's one. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see is if she if she went up. Is Ziggler in the match as well? No. Is she... No. No. I I was just I was just trying to fantasy book a little bit and think what could happen if Mandy went up and like threw the briefcase down to down to Elvis waiting to catch it, but somebody runs in front of it and catches it before him. Like some somebody decent runs in front of it oh, and just grabs it. But AJ Styles that, or something grabs it. That would be I, that would actually be pretty funny. Somebody like that just jumps in front of him and just takes it. Because that, that can happen Aye. because it's pre-recorded. So even if they fuck it, you can just record that again, so you don't even need to risk it. That's that's a good shout, actually. Hey, remember that that they done that sort of similar thing to that um, at Survivor Series Deadly Games. <laughs> Going way back, uh, it was the it was the night that the Rock turned heel and joined Vince and Shane, the corporation, mm-hmm. where uh, the Rock was fighting Bossman, and I forget who it was. I think Shane tried to throw the the nightstick to Bossman. I think. And the rock fucking caught it in my dear. Oh, oh, it was class. It was so cool looking. And that was live, live pay per view. He couldn't fuck that up. Um, and it looked, made it look so fucking smooth. <laughs> anyway, Amazing. I'm talking about fuck. I'm just talking about fucking 1997 Survivor Series here. Let's just oh. move on. Let's no, end sorry, the show. Let's end the people end. who. If anybody is still listening to this, which I doubt, to be honest, yeah, uh, I do apologise for just rambling shit. We're putting this out Sunday. I'm going to have it out Sunday afternoon. So you can listen to it on Sunday before you sit down and watch Money in the Bank. Let us know what you think. We're on Twitter. I'm at Ryan on air. He 
what are you again? Your Rai tweets things now. Yes, yes, at Rai tweets things. So it's not Ryan takes smack anymore. No, you don't nah, take smack. No, nah, nah, I don't anymore. I'm clean, mate. I've got a so Jeff no. Hardy life now. Living that Jeff Hardy life. Jeff Hardy CM Punk lifestyle. Aye. Aye, so we'll have this out. Enjoy Morning in the Bank, and we'll see you after next week's SmackDown. Hopefully, we record it on a Saturday. But if not, we'll record it whenever we can be asked, as usual. See you. Yeah, Are you ready for a game?